The following podcast is a Dear Media production. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha! You know, whatever you like to do and you're creative and, you know, just put it out there. So, you know, if it's if it's something funny or comedy or whatever, write it down, make a video or like even if you think something's funny, just post it on Facebook. See the response you get. You, you know, if you get 100 friends that are like, that was funny, then just like kind of mark it and start to build it and like, you know, do your thing. Hey, 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 welcome back to the Skinny Confidential Him and Her Show. That clip was from our guest of the show today, Heather McDonald of the podcast Juicy Scoop. She's an entrepreneur, a comedian, a boss, and a major podcaster. And she's got the scoop, the juicy scoop. She's got the scoop. And you love the scoop because admit you like housewives. No, I like I like dis- dishing the juice with Heather. We, we have fun. You do like juice. Sometimes I come home from work and you're like, what's the juice? Well, I like it if it's di- if you're dishing the juice because you know with the right people, like, you know, get juicy. So. <laughs> and admit, what's your favorite housewives? Just admit it. No, I, well, I like New York the best because I just think they have the, the wildest time. Who is your favorite housewife out of all of them? I don't know who. I actually, like, listen, There's it's it's hard for me to say. I don't know who my favorite one is. Sonia Morgan is good because she totally lets loose and she's very vulnerable. I appreciate that. Sonia's good. I like, I like the Countess. On last episode, she said she has a fat, chubby pussy and she doesn't understand. Who said that? <laughs> You're missing out. She said she has a fat, chubby pussy and she's mad because Ramona's pussy isn't fat. Why did I just, I got way too excited to hear that news. I don't know. But let's move it along, Lauren. Let's move it along. Taylor, I, I, don't I'm, pop a button. I must have missed that uh, that one. You, you missed that one. Um, so in other news, Sonia's got a juicy pussy. Heather has the juicy scoop. She is on our podcast today. We went on hers. Make sure you listen to her episode after you listen to this one. We are talking everything on this episode. We get into celebrity drama. We get into the scoop. We get into housewives. We go there. Um, I really, really love Heather. I fell in love with her by reading her books. If you have not read her books, I highly recommend them. They are laugh out loud funny. With that, let's welcome back Heather McDonald to the Skinny Confidential, him and her show. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Drew Barrymore has a talk show coming out and she put out a video on her Instagram yesterday and she's like, Thank God it's Mondays. That's right. Everybody wants it to be Friday. But I'm like, Monday is the day that you really get some stuff done. So I'm here to rebrand Mondays. And you guys, I'm so excited. I'm going to have a talk show. This has been in the works for over a year. And my talk show is going to go digitally first. And then we're going to launch it on September 4th. These are some of the amazing things we're going to talk about. We're going to explore some of my favorite cookbooks. I'm not kidding. Cookbooks. And really see what gets you wanting to cook. We're going to be talking about parenting. What this new world that we live in is like. I'm like, ah, could anything be more fucking boring than exploring cookbooks? And then she's like, and then I'm going to interview some people who are interviewers that I'm inspired by. I'm like, why don't you interview me, bitch? I've been doing this for five years. Like, why does everyone just think like, oh, let's just get like a, you know, an actor that's like no longer into doing movies. I thought I would do a talk show because I have two little children at home. (laughs) It was like when Busy Phillips did her talk show. I was like, I read an article about it. And she's like, hey, guys. Um, So I was getting high in Palm Springs and I was like. What should I do next? I, it's time to pivot. And I decided, let's have a talk show. Let me just do something really crazy and sit Indian style on a couch and talk to some of my A-list celebrity friends. I've struggled. I've been a working actress since I was 19. So, of course, you know. But what's kind of freeing is what I was telling Michael is like, I talk about this shit because I'm like, who the fuck cares? Busy Phillips didn't have me on her show. Drew Barrymore is never going to have me on her show. It's kind of fucking freeing to be so successful at, with my podcast that I can kind of be like, eh, 
the best Those days thing are fucking over. About it doesn't matter. The internet is that it like got rid of all the gatekeepers yes. in the media industry. Like, you know, like it used to be, you know, in Hollywood in the 1920s, 30s, 40s, like honestly, for a while, like there was gatekeepers. You know, if this director didn't like you, if this Five producer, years ago. Yeah, if this agent, if this Two person, years ago. it doesn't matter. It's all a dying breed because it, anybody can get on a mic, they can get on YouTube, they can get on here. And if you're good enough and people like you, like the people get to choose. It's no longer right. like these, these veiled, shadowy figures that make the decisions of who gets seen and who doesn't. It's the best and thing ever. Busy Phillips, I was like, the minute her show got canceled, I'm like, okay, let's- The people the, spoke. When's the podcast coming? When's the podcast coming? So of course she announced, I have a podcast. And she's like, I'm so excited. It's going to be a podcast. I mean, this is what she was writing. I've got my writer from my talk show, two other people. I'm like, you. there was no content to your show. Now you're going to do it. And we're going to talk about pivoting and quarantine life. Who the fuck wants to talk about quarantine? Like- I was just like, good luck. Good luck to you. I'm sure they got a big chunk of cash. She's uh, going to do it from her home, I'm sure. What do you think the missing ingredient is when people just say they're going to launch a talk show or a podcast and they're already famous and they already have a following? Like, what's what's the thing that's missing? That you well, like, I, think why is it not Kelly, I think yeah. Kelly Clarkson, pre-COVID, you know, she's still doing it. I think hers was really successful because she brought something new. First of all, she's like a total delight. She's super relatable. And then she'd like come out fucking singing a killer song. Like that's more impressive than Ellen dancing, you know, like she really can sing. And so I think that worked, you know, but I've been like, why does, why does daytime have to be so dumbed down? Like, why does it always just have, like, why can't it be super funny or why can't it be super juicy? Why does it always just have to be like a little something? Like, so I don't know, but I don't know that daytime will ever come back in the sense because it's like. Daytime is podcast though. When right, I'm exactly. When like I'm the listening to a podcast, mom is like listening to my podcast. Yes. She's not necessarily like, oh, it's three o'clock, right? So let me watch this. So I think that the daytimeness has changed. But like, let's compare Oprah, okay? Yes, because Oprah's like the, the queen. Best. Okay, let's compare Oprah to like these other people that you're talking about. Like, what did Oprah have? Do you think that like what's the talent with Oprah that people are missing? I'll tell you that people don't realize about Oprah. Oprah was the first person to introduce us to meth moms, uh, hoarding people, topics we had never explored. Her staff was so amazing in like finding the juiciest human stories. Then she also, you know, would get excited for John Travolta or whatever in a movie. And then she also kind of had like, this was my favorite things twice a year. And then she herself, not only was she super intelligent and inclusive of all her audience, she was extremely open about her own life. She was like the first celebrity that said, I was molested. These are things that happened to me, you know, when she struggled with her weight, when she lost all the weight and she brought the wagon out with the fat, then she gained it back. Then she was sued. She humanized herself. She was like the first person that talked about like being grateful. That was the first time I ever heard about keeping a grateful journal or being grateful. And I remember like where I was and it changed my life. Where were you? I was in my apartment in Santa Monica. And she was like, even if you go to bed and the only thing you can be grateful for is that your iced tea was particularly tasty. Thank God for that. <laughs> and I just remember like, you're right. Like, even if it's the shittiest fucking day, like it's really making the lemonade out of lemons. And I just like, I miss her so much because I feel like nobody has ever touched that world again. And I don't blame her for not wanting to come back. You gotta leave before the the party's over. Yeah. But I I mean, it would be, I guess she's done like special interviews and stuff, but like that, I would like to see her like just, just to be, just to give it to the world, like come back and do some special interviews and stuff. But I kind of like that like she and Gail are still friends and Gail's finally got her day. Like she tried to give Gail like eight shows and it never worked. Really? Maybe not eight, maybe one. But she did have like a short-lived Gale talk show and it just didn't, they're very hard. To, they're very hard. Do you want to know like why Dr. I think Oprah was so successful? Huh? In that generation, it was so cutthroat and there could only be one woman at the top and one woman as the star and one man as the star. And instead of Oprah taking that stance that everyone was taking, she brought everyone up with her. Yeah. So she brought up Dr. Phil. She brought up Dr. Oz. She brought up all these different people onto her show. And instead of and squashing everyone so she's on top, she gave everyone else platform. You know what's a juicy story? Remember that Ilanya 
No. Ilanya fixed my life or something. I always mess up everyone's name. You know no, no, was it on Oprah? She came on Oprah and she was kind of this amazing woman that was like, fix my life. And she was like very spiritual, very profound, like do this, do this. So Oprah gave her a show or she was about to have a show or something. Something juicy happened. Like she fucked over Oprah, like kind of like a Joan Rivers, um, Johnny Carson kind of thing. Like somebody else came to her and the agents got involved and like, why would you take this Oprah deal? And someone's going to know the story better than me, but somehow she screwed her over and then she like lost everything. But then when Oprah started the own network, she came back, they made up, and then she had her show on the own network for a little bit. Get her on Juicy Scoop. I'm sure she has a podcast. Ilanya Fix Your Life. I mean, look it up. It's something like that name. But she would go to people's houses and like... But whatever Oprah, their issue Oprah was. Oprah brought her up. Oprah was all yeah. about bringing up other people. We talked to Jillian Michaels, and I think we talked about this on your show the first time I was on there, about how Jillian Michaels said when she when she was starting out, everyone was always trying to tear her down. Like, it was so hard. Or they wouldn't collaborate. They wouldn't feature, collaborate. Like- they would Now, like, with podcasting, you know, the way you grow in the space is you yeah. collaborate. Yeah. So it's changed. I remember thinking, like, like when I'd hear, like, rappers constantly collaborating. And I was like, gosh, that's so great that they're not like jealous of each other. That, you know, a more established rapper would see a younger rapper and be like, let's do a song together. I was always like, that's so amazing. I think with women, it's just happening now. I don't think it happened before. And I think sometimes when I see, you know, the hate that I get sometimes and a lot of hate I don't get anymore because I blocked all those people and they can't get to me. But I recently got new hate because I was on another show and then I joined that Facebook group. And so then I could read all the hate that they said about me. And um, <laughs> why do you do that? It didn't bother me as much. It kind of like, I don't know, it kind of empowered me. And I don't know, it just kind of, I just wanted to see it. I couldn't stop reading it. It's interesting because I bet the majority of women that hate me are my age. They're my age and they see me and they're like, how is she successful? She just watches Bravo and talks about it. Like that could have been me. So therefore I hate her. Not every woman, obviously that's my age, but like if I was to put all my haters in a room, like we found them, I think that would be the profile. You know how like FBI does like a serial killer profile? Like if they did a serial profile hater of me, I would love to know like what were the similarities. Well, I think like not to stay on this too long, but you know, it's maybe they were, they came up in an era where there were those gatekeepers where there actually was only allowed to be like three or four people at the top, you know? Right. And what the internet's done is it's democratized everything. And you, you know, like you could listen to Juicy Scoop and the show and the Bitch Bible and whatever. Yeah. And it doesn't really take anything away from anyone else. Right. But like True. before there was like one movie role or one talk show or one concert. Like, but now, I mean, like it, it happened in the music industry early when places like Spotify and Napster and all these things came out, it democratized music. It's like, okay, I can listen to everything. But before it was all dependent on who the record label decided to pick up and sign. And that's why yeah. you had like those mega stars. But now the, the difficult thing is now it's harder to break out because there's so much competition. Right. But the good thing is, is there's not somebody at the top that's like making the decision if you make it or not. Like the people get to decide. I think you're going to see the demise of mainstream media more and more. Like I think, you know, we're start. it might take a few, it might take 10, 20 years, but it's starting to happen where people are starting to go to like podcasts and authors and different speakers yeah. for their news. And what's happening is you're like, why am I going to go listen? Like, let's talk politics for two seconds. I'm, I don't get political. Like, why are you going to go turn on Fox News or CNN or NBC and watch two people argue for 10 minutes about a very complex issue and like they just fight and fight fight for 10 minutes or you can go to two educated people maybe even they sit on different sides and listen to a podcast for three hours and then be like oh okay actually learn like i and for free and you don't have to deal with all the cable and the commercials and all right. this shit. And i just think that whole model's dying yeah and like it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next few years right or how what it looks like or you know will they will people start to be attaining like YouTube content and putting it on like a network and just paying you for it because it's done. And I don't know, you know, I hope so. But it's it is like happy and freeing too to just be like, it's so liberating because for so long it was the decision of someone else whether I were. I don't know how you how you did it. I've I've followed your career for a long time after following you for a while that the no's have made you 20 times more powerful. Like, I really do think that. I think that every no has made you like very strong for how you are today. 
only been in the last couple of years where I just realized like, oh, okay, I guess I'm not going to be on that talk show. I guess I'm not going to be doing that. And once you just stop caring, it's just like, oh my God, this is fucking amazing. I'll say whatever I want talk about anybody I want. But look what's happening to the ratings of those things. Like everything's, they're all tanking. You know what I mean? Like nobody's consuming content like that anymore. No, no one wants the sugar-coated, tied up in a bow, fake PR response anymore. That's all. Yeah. Let me tell you about Thrive Market. Guys, if you have not tried Thrive Market, you are missing out. I do all my shopping with a couple clicks of a button. It comes straight to my door. I open the door and I have a box of beautiful food, organic. It's already been vetted for me. It's non-GMO. I have tons of snacks for Michael. He's always hypoglycemic, so this is really important. Thrive is so easy to use. They have two different membership options to suit your lifestyle. There's like a one-month membership for $9.95 a month. They also have a 12-month membership for $5 a month. So you can pick, choose a free gift up to a $22 value when you join today. So if you're going to shop Thrive, I have a lot of recommendations on the Skinny Confidential. I've done tons of breakdowns. Another thing on Thrive is I curated this page and I have my favorite organic strawberry jam. I have the pink salt I use, the capers, my Michael's organic beef jerky that he cannot get enough of. Um, I also have this mayo. It's avocado mayo. And I love to put it on a cauliflower thin with an egg. So good. So those are just some things that are on my page that I constantly keep reordering. You can Google the Skinny Confidential Thrive Market to see all the specifics. And then, of course, you can also use our offer for the online membership base market. Go to thrivemarket.com slash skinny and give Thrive Market a try. You can choose the membership model that best fits your lifestyle. They have a one-month and a 12-month membership option. Choose a free gift up to a $22 value when you join today. I love that you can choose your membership term. For me, I personally went with the 12-month membership because it comes down to like $5 per month. But if you're not sure if Thrive Market's the right fit for you, you can easily give it a try for a shorter period of time. Just remember, Thrive Market membership is risk-free. You can take the first 30 days to determine if Thrive Market is right for you. If it's not, just cancel within 30 days and get a full refund. Definitely try the dates and the almond butter and the chocolate, I'm telling you. Um, I really want to get to important things here. Yes. Like really serious, important things. I need to know what you think is going to happen with Vanderpump Rules. Well, I mean... I think I think a lot of these shows, I think a lot of businesses, you know, that were on the edge are in jeopardy of not coming back post-COVID. They're in a weird, precarious position. We know that Lisa Vanderpump is having a new show on the Peacock streaming service about the dogs. Did you know that? No. I didn't know it till last night, but the article came out last week. Talk about like not getting a big splash. I'm a little surprised. I don't even know what the Peacock streaming network so is. So it's like an NBC oh, okay. streaming. So I think there's like old shows on there and then there's going to be new programming all under the NBC Comcast thing. I bet you she's doing that to help the dogs and and help the rescue mission that she does. No, it's going to be like a reality show about the drama. Of, Did you groom the poodle right? Oh, it's it's drama. It's jo- Vanderpump Dogs. Okay. I mean, I'm assuming. Okay. I honestly, I don't know what that will look like. So what is Vanderpump Rules going to look like? So Vanderpump Rules, I I don't know. And I also think the longer time goes, the momentum is lost. I still think it, it's or there. Or is it going to get people re- more curious because the mystery. The best thing- I hope it stays. I like them all. I like watching things that are shot in L.A. I think it's fun. I think Jax and Brittany, I think Jax is really funny. I like, you know... Um, I still think even though Stassi and Kristen are fired, I don't know that that, why would, why does that have to stick when things die down? So I'd like to see it come back and I'd like to see it come back and really just follow their lives. Like, you know, if they are pursuing getting pregnant or they're pursuing a business, it's like, let's just see that. Like, why do we have to pretend that you still have to have a shift? It got a little weird, though, with the with that show when they were like still like but people are still working in the restaurant. It's like That's the people have saying. outgrown the restaurant. It's over. Like they're not they're not busting the tables anymore. They're not there. And so I was like, we might as well evolve it and just move on from from that. Like you guys know, I bought a two point one million dollar house. So I want to help with the mortgage. So I'm going to be picking up a couple hosting shifts. But again, you can't blame anybody. You know, they had to try to make this show work with all these people living in different places and 
still being around the restaurant. And I kind of was like sick of the restaurant. Like I was kind of like, I like Lisa Vanderpump, but I'm like, I don't need to see her show up with the dog for two minutes. You don't want to see a goat cheese ball. I No, I'm fine seeing the restaurant, but I'm saying I don't need like, I think it was like, you know, I don't know. I feel like that shtick got a little old too. So, well, it'll be interesting to see what they're going to do. You know, I know Villa Blanca's gone, that restaurant, but that also makes sense because it was the least popular and she doesn't own the building. So why wouldn't you let your restaurant lease go? Villa Blanca's gone. I didn't right. know that. Yeah, no, it is. But that's I never that's went. a COVID, you know, um, fatality. Like, I don't think it would. I don't think it would have gone away had this not happened. But the other three restaurants are all near each other. It's easy to film. I think it would be, you know. So what's your favorite restaurant on all three? I like the food and the drinks that pump the best. I've never been. Really? I think that the food, I really liked the food a lot. Like they had this like salmon date salad there. I like, I really liked the cocktails. I like the vibe. I've had some fun there. So I hope, I hope it comes back, but who knows? And like, what's going to go on with keeping up with the Kardashians? How how is that going to happen? That's the one show that could keep happening. They never left their houses to begin with. Yeah. What Jerry Seinfeld did the best was like, he left when he was on top. And he quit yeah. and he wanted people like begging and wanting for more. And to this day, like, He's I think like they, Oprah. Yeah, the only thing they really did as reunion was like that Kirby enthusiasm season. And it's kind of creative the way they yeah. did it. Like, I, I feel like sometimes they drag these things on. It's like, okay, enough, enough. Like, we get, It'll we get never it. be enough housewives for me. Yeah, but they know, but they but change that up all the time. show does come to a limit because they're creating stories and yes. they're writing them. So it's like, we've already done Christmas. We've already done this. And it comes to a place where you're like, We've done it and people want to leave. And a lot of contracts are for like seven years. So then if they were to go to the eight year, it would either get a lot more expensive or, you know, like there's a lot of that reason why shows end. With reality, you know, it's it's really great for the network and the production company because as long as they want to keep going, they can just keep finding new people that want to be a star. Is keeping up with the Kardashians going to have 800 more seasons? Like, what do you see? What's I feel like you're like a fortune teller when it comes to reality. I don't think it'll, why would it ever end? Unless. We're going to see them in the retirement home? I mean, it's truly like those kids are Truman. Like those kids have grown up with the cameras around them. So I think it would, would, I mean, it's kind of happening with Courtney. Where Courtney was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I Which do I this fully show get. I, I understand. Totally. It's like, like enough. I mean, they, like you've already made it. You got all the things you needed to get out of it. Everybody's seen everything. You got the money. You got the kids. You got the, like, like what else yeah. do you need to do? Like, well, there's got to be an do glam. Like, and I got it because then it's also like, well, this is a family business. Like if we all worked at the hardware store, it wouldn't be fair that one person doesn't get to, you know, do their Saturday shift. So like I got how they're like annoyed, but at the same time, like, She's the one with the oldest kids and, you know, she's over it. And I think like, I think eventually like maybe the little kids will start to get over it or something else will happen. But why wouldn't you just keep it going? They put everything about their lives on camera. It's been so long now. Like for Kylie, she's literally been on TV longer than she wasn't. But they're in a different situation though, because they control what gets aired and what does not get aired. Right. Right, understand. Right. Like Bravo, you don't have that control. Chris is the... Yeah, Chris you know, is not EP. letting things go that yeah. she doesn't want to go. Can we talk about how you were in season one? You know that, right, Michael? You I was at that. the party for Chris and Caitlin's 17-year wedding party or 16-year wedding party, anniversary party in their backyard at the first house. It was the pilot episode, I think. And they had a stripper pole in Chris's room and Kylie was on it. And Kim had this awful like bubble dress. Do you remember when bubble dresses were in? Very unflattering. He wasn't showing her ass at all. It was a horrible choice. And um, so it was just fun, you know, and it was funny because that show and Chelsea lately began the same summer. So before keeping up with the Kardashians, were you like going to Health Nut getting salads with Chris while you guys went to Dash? We would go to the baby store, Smooch. Oh, yes. Because I had the babies. Okay. So I bought stuff at Smooch. I met and then we would go to... Uh, Tuscanova. No, it was called something else. We'd have lunch in Calabasas, bring the baby sometimes. And like the first time I ever had lunch with them, I was immediately like, tell me about fucking OJ. Like, I couldn't believe that they just like told me like their whole perspective of like, Courtney was like, well, Kim and I took my dad's side because like nobody was on my dad's side and we felt sorry for him. So it was just like, it was, so I was like, always like, they were really just like really nice and awesome. And then this show started and 
you know, and it was in the first couple of years, it was first few years. I think it was like, wow, they're super famous and everything. But it, it still felt like it was still them and it was still, you know, the same people at the parties and it was still Chris's parties. And then when they got older, the girls all have their own family and their own friends and the, their own baby mommy friends and all that stuff. And then Chelsea ended and I stopped seeing them professionally. And then I got the boot. I feel like they have to be very, very careful, though, with like, I don't think it's like you personally. I think it's they have to be so careful with anyone that comes into their ether. No, it wasn't even like it just was like less times of getting together. And then the big parties, they made that big bloodbath cut. My family and I was one of those. But I knew every year we, we were invited to the Christmas party, I would tell my family this could be the last. Like, I cannot <laughs> believe we're still invited to this. I'm six people deep. Like, I would have cut myself. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> And so then finally it happened. <gasps> That's stressful. And I and I totally bought it. Did like, you get Chris, to go in the Mirror Mirror booth? The what? The Mirror Mirror booth. The Mirror Mart? What? The, the Mirror Mirror. It's the photo booth. Oh, the photo booth. Yes, but but I didn't go to the Kim party. Okay. So the the last party I went to was at her Chris's house. So it's been a couple years now. That Did, I have, were the checkered floors cool? The checkered floors, yes. Okay. And um and and, you know, I was really sad the first year of not going. And then because it was literally we had gone for 10 years. We had like a routine of going. And then I was like, oh, my God, like this isn't Chris's fault. Like make your own fucking plans, loser. You know, like, <laughs> like, God, you know, this girl's like this woman's like thrown like a half a million dollar party for my family. Like where each kid gets gifts and I'm boozing it up. Like it was a fabulous, fabulous party. So was I like butthurt? Yes. The only thing that pissed me off is that Kathy Griffin was there. Like you felt she shouldn't have gone and you, yes, like, she like, should have got the boot with you. No, she got invited like after I got the oh. car. We were never at the same party together. Okay. And because somehow she became in the circle with a different group of women through Chris. And then I don't know if she invited herself or got invited or whatever, but she also doesn't have a husband, three kids, and a mother-in-law who fell the last time we were there. I was like, oh, great lady. Like, nobody wants an elderly person falling. You think Kim and Kanye want that? Not on the, not black and white floors. No. <laughs> That's not on brand. Last year, I went on a trip. I said, I want to get the fuck out of here. You had to go on a trip. You just We had to go on a trip. You couldn't just... see the mirror mirror photos. Now I'm over it. I'm officially over it. And then also freeing is... I had to write about them and talk about them on Chelsea lately for, you know, eight, seven years, then post my show. It's a kind of freeing just to be able to, like, say what I think is going to happen with Kim and Kanye. And I don't mean to be mean to them. Like, I think Kim's great, but, like, I think this could be her out. You don't have to manage, like, a personal... Yeah, like, I don't have to worry about it. You already got kicked out of the Christmas party. That probably helped kick me out as I started to talk a little more. But to also know that, like, there's nothing to lose. And I do like to give my opinion, and I'm watching it like everybody else, so I'm not... I'm not, um, you know, breaking any girl code in that, like, she gave me secret scoop at a restaurant because we haven't talked in a couple years in that way. So I like being able to, like, observe it and talk about it like I do all pop culture. Quick break because I need to ask, have you tried Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants? I've been talking about these pants on the podcast for the last two and a half years. And I feel like now is such a good time to wear them. They're comfortable, but they're also chic. So you can do a Zoom meeting and then you can go lounge on the couch and eat popcorn and scroll through Instagram. They're very, very versatile. So the best thing about it is that no one will know your dress pant actually feels like you're wearing a yoga pant. This is kind of like a miracle invention. I mean, what's better? So the ones that I like are black. I've talked about this before, and they're the skinny ones. Those are my favorite out of all of them. What I'll do is I'll wear them with my slippers, if I'm being honest, and like an oversized sweater or an oversized shirt. And then if I have to run out the door and go to a podcast, I'll just throw on like a button up or even sometimes I put a bodysuit under them. The point is, is that they're super flattering and they suck you in in all the right places, but they're also comfortable. And for me, I definitely want to be comfortable, but I also want to be flattered, if that makes sense. Basically, their mission is it's for the busy woman who's out there who wants to look great, but doesn't have time to deal with uncomfortable clothing. They have tons of different colors and styles. They have boot cut, straight leg, skinny, cropped, eight pocket, and more. So you can go on, you can pick which style you think looks best on you. And then there's tons of colors, all different kinds of colors. There's nothing better than just having like a go-to pant that you know 
will be the one. And lucky you, because right now, All Skinny Confidential, him and her listeners get 25% off their first order when you go to betabrand.com slash skinny. That's 25% off your first order for a limited time at betabrand.com slash skinny. Find out why women are buying five different pairs of these pants. Go to betabrand.com slash skinny for 25% off and definitely check out the black skinny ones. All right, let's get back to Heather. Well, you're the queen of juice. So uh-huh. what's going to happen with Kim and Kanye? And we kind of talked about this on your podcast, which you guys have to listen to. But just um, give us a little. Well, first of all, one of the predictions I had, which I don't think will come true, is well, one thing I did say is that I knew she'd go for the fourth kid, okay? Because I thought she wants to have more children than anybody else in the family, okay? But her mother gave birth to six, and she has embryos left. So I first thought like a year ago, she'll have seven. She'll go for seven. Why the oh, fuck not? Shit. She doesn't have to carry them. They're geniuses. They're all cute, you know. But now in light of what's going on with Kanye, I think she is done with having children, any more children. And I feel what like. What if she has another? What if she marries someone else, though? And she pulls what Chris did. That's what Chris did. She had four. No, because they, she said they're, if they're embryos, they're They're embryos case. with Kanye. She may have saved her eggs, too. I think she wanted to have children with all the same person. And I think same with Courtney. I think she's good with four. I don't think like, I think if she was to break up with Kanye, I think she'd probably be alone for her a while and like focus on the kid. Like, I don't think she's looking to like find a boyfriend. I think she's so focused on like actually like having a, a purpose with the prison reform, which is great. The four kids. So I think if something was to happen, if Kanye doesn't get better and she does say, we got to live separately, whatever. I think like eventually she'll find a new love that'll be like Jackie O status. Like she will go international billionaire, hot, something exciting. Who's your pet? I don't know. I don't know. He, we, he may not exist yet. He might be like a, an Elon Musk, but like hot. I don't know. Something exciting like that. Something like something that's shocking. So, like not musical. So you're thinking they're not done though. Sports. You, you're thinking they're, your predictions, they're done. Um, I hope they're not done, but I think that she wants to be done. This is her out with the public because I think anybody will not give her criticism for saying, I want to separate. And this way, if she separates, um, and with their money and their status, if he's to see the kids, which she, I'm sure she'll still want him to, they'll never be alone with him for a mom. Do you imagine if he was, imagine if he was acting like Kanye. And you don't have the means in place. And every other weekend, you have to give your kid to someone like that. Yeah, you, you, you have to evaluate. There are women that then wake up the next day and the guys killed them himself and the kid. And they, they had to do it. They had a court order. They had to give the child. So it's like, I think people are, I'm not saying Kanye's going to do that. But when someone's mentally ill and they think they're Jesus, like, I don't know. So I think it's very stressful. But at least in this case, with what the money and everything they have, I think those kids will never be having to spend a week alone with them. You talk a lot about on your podcast, like divorce. I hear you talk about your girlfriends that are getting divorced and, and you kind of talk about how it's not always greener on the other side. Can you? <laughs> yeah, talk, tell her that. Talk, talk about no, that. Talk, <laughs> I want to hear. I want to hear about that. I think Carol Radswell said it best about Ramona Singer. I think the first couple years are real fun. And then I think it sets in. Maybe the first couple years of separation, whatever. You're feeling yourself. You got you lost the you lost the weight. You got the divorce weight going. You haven't flirted in a long time. You got four people calling. You've got the apps. You're like feeling, and then you like somebody, and da da, and then that person is dating four other people, and you're like, hmm, well, I don't feel so hot. And then you go, you find another person, and then that happens again, and then you start to go, fuck. What about the it guy? It wasn't that bad with the husband. When he just annoyed me, like when he coughs in the morning too. Yeah, often. like when he when he waits for you to go get your coffee to clear his throat. You're like you're up for 25 minutes. You couldn't have cleared your throat before I walked into the kitchen. <laughs> That's you. I sneezed the other day. I don't know what's happened to me. Since oh, I became sneezes a dad. so loud. Listen, did I, it scare the baby? Yes. That's what the, I'm baby the baby crying. started like bawling, and I was like, "Holy shit! I got an old man dad sneeze That's, now." And it came out of nowhere. Peter sneezes are like 
Definitely. Like I've I've like peed a little and screamed. It had I sneezed so hard that I had tears coming out of my How eyes. How much attention do you need? It's like Jesus Christ. Your coughs and sneezes and th- when you the have ba- a frog in your throat, I literally want to commit myself. The, the I face can't this deal baby with it. made when I sneezed devastated me. She was so terrified. I'm, I'm so like, happy oh. I have someone else to be like, what are you doing? No, but, but listen, so I don't, annoying. I don't know what happened. I've never sneezed I like this in my life. I can see why people get divorced after the, you clear your throat in the yeah, morning. But what happens? You become a dad and your sneeze just yeah. becomes like a disgusting just be quiet. Boom. Just be quiet. I don't want to hear your, your things like go in the other room shut the door i no, we can't put on a podcast i i really don't want to hear it it's annoying <laughs> just like you i know. don't know what ha- what happens to us we just like just start making you just give up you noises. just let your balls hang. like it's like put some like effort into it he's pretty cute he's pretty cute but the sounds that come out of him in the morning like- that's the other thing okay so when you get to a certain age too and you find someone like if i was to go you know get divorced and find someone it's like, what am I going to get? Another broken man. <laughs> That's what his man. mother says. That's, That's what, what I mean, a broken man. Either his wife made him a weirdo, <laughs> fucked him over, and he went crazy, or he was a weirdo and made his wife go crazy. Or he has kids that hate you. So it's, a, it's dynamic. Now, other people can find the love of their life, and they're committed, and it's great, and it's lovely, and you see it, and you're fucking jealous, and you're like, oh, my God, you know? But I think it's really hard. And so, of course, if you're in an abusive relationship, a cheating relationship, I think you need to find your happiness. But I think there's going to be times in a marriage that it can go on for a few months. It could even go on for like a period of like a couple years where maybe you're really doubting it and really, you're like, oh, my God, I like what, you know, we're on a job. But I think you really got to know that you really got to try your hardest. What about the Especially guy? What does the guy do after divorce? Like you said, you oh, said what the girl does. Fabulous. Oh, he has a fabulous <laughs> life. He's fucking hookers. He's it got is a role it, it, it. Okay. Like I find, um, I mean, you know, David Bedore is expecting a baby. I think that's kind of the greatest karma for him ever. Now, I'm not saying he isn't excited about having a baby. Okay. Um, and she even said her daughter's like like her. And I think the woman, but the woman and the woman's like 36. And he's like 56 or seven. And they could have the most beautiful, perfect life. And I hope they do. But I mean, to be starting all over again with a pregnant wife and a couple of her kids, little kids, packed Saturdays. Like my Saturdays just became open like a year ago. How old are they? So I know. We were talking about this in the elevator. Because you're your kids. My kids? Yeah. yeah so oh, you're like 14 how, and 17. Okay. So you're like getting the time back now. Yes. But like those days of like the Little League, you know, parade at fucking 630 a.m. And like just all that shit and the food and the snacks. And then, you know, you don't have a gift and someone's, you know, just all that. The orange slices. All the, all, the, all that like is just, it, it's really exhausting. And like, you just get it back and then to start all over again. Now you could be really wealthy and have nannies. And I, a lot of people do because they are established that age. But like, I don't know, like for a guy, just know if you're going to go for that much younger woman, they'll often start to say, oh, I don't want any more kids. I'm good. And then what? How did I get pregnant at 37? Like, and then- It's a lot to go through. Because I was thinking if you just 18 years, I mean, 18, 20, 20, it really it's like 20 something years that you have these kids, but then you have to start at square one again and you don't have the energy anymore and your sneezes are probably 10 times louder and you can't keep Peter up. Or- like, Peter has a few friends that are older dads, second time around. And he loves it, loves being grateful that's not him. Like he is like, I can't, oh my God, can you imagine? I mean, he's going to be 60. Can you imagine? Like he's like, doesn't want it. Like would, would like if we broke up, he the last thing he would do is want to get like someone else pregnant. Like no So the way. grass isn't always greener. So all these people that get divorced, the grass isn't always greener. There's another issue with the uh, another person and another I think, person I think sneezing. the grass can be greener a lot. But I think you just have to make sh- like, I just think you just really, you know, if it's really done, it's done. If Lauren and I were breaking up, I would get snipped for, well, first I would bank the stuff. Then I would snip because he can't you take that chance. You would bank your sperm? Well, I mean, if you, cause then you could, you at least can say like, if you needed to potentially down the line or you wanted to, or you found that second love or whatever the hell happened, then you have, but like to just be, to just go out and just chance it. Women should encourage their men. If, if the woman's done having babies and she's like, secretly hates her husband and would like to get out in a few years, she should um, really have him get a vasectomy. Why? Because then he can't have babies with someone else and take half your kid's money. 
Yeah. Oh. If he has, if you've got I'll two kids, <laughs> then he gets divorced and has two more kids with someone else. And now your kids are going to college. Never thought of that. His wife is going to be like, really? It happens You're all the time. You're $30,000 for her school. She's not even that smart. What about our two oh, kids? Oh, you're cutting them off. You're cutting them off after I'm done. I play all these scenarios in my head and I just like, sounds like such a headache and nightmare. I would never want to be there. Like I would just like, that's why I'm just like, I'll just, I don't think there's grass any greener. I'm like, I'm in here for the long haul. He has a good example of parents. He's had a really, really strong example of um, a mom and a dad who have been together for a hundred years. Sure. But I'm sure like, like you said, it's probably not always been easy. They just been, they just work through it. Well, I mean, she, she has to deal with his sneezes. Oof. His sneezes are like five octaves higher than okay, mine. Okay, so another important subject that I have on my list is Brandy and Denise. Yes. If you are feeling anxious, depressed, um, maybe you're just feeling trapped in quarantine, then I have the answer. It is Talkspace. So this is this online therapy and it's here to give you support because it's what we all need right now. So what you do is you match with a licensed therapist from the convenience of your home, from your device, no matter where you are. You can reach out to a therapist 24-7 from a phone or computer and you'll hear back within five days. This is so awesome because I actually have a friend who was feeling so depressed and so anxious she couldn't even get out of bed. It was so, so bad. And what she did is she started talking to a Talkspace therapist a couple times a day. She actually had, I think, three to four conversations with them a day for two weeks. And I can tell you right now, she feels so much better. So if you're out there and you're feeling any of these emotions, I highly recommend checking them out. Their therapists are trained to help reduce stress and anxiety. And how they do that is just talking it out. They have thousands of licensed therapists trained in over 40 specialties. Like I said, anxiety, depression, relationship issues, and more. So if you have something specific that you want to work on right now, like today, even while listening to this podcast, they can find someone who's right for you. My friend that ended up using Talkspace a lot, she really liked it because it was affordable. It wasn't an exorbitant amount of money. I know sometimes when you go to a therapist in person, it's so much per hour. And they also have an amazing therapist network. Anything from substance abuse to trauma to relationship issues, like I said, food and eating, everything is there. And also lastly, which is really important, is it's secure, so it's private. The bottom line is, is that we all need to talk sometimes and Talkspace wants to give more of the support that we deserve at a price we can afford. As a listener of the Skinny Confidential podcast, you can get $100 off your first month on Talkspace. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com or download the app. Super easy. Make sure you use the code SKINNY to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's SKINNY and Talkspace.com. Check it out, guys. I think you'll love it. What's your prediction? Well, I want to know what you think. The inside scoop. Two things. Okay. And we're referring to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Obviously, we all heard about this back in November when it happened because the news broke when the girls were on the Rome trip at the, in November before Thanksgiving. Okay? That's very interesting. Okay? Because when we saw the video, the, the scene of Denise being brought up to the room while Kyle packed, there was a few things as a detective. One was a Christmas tree. You're good. You said this happened in November, but you're saying there's a Christmas tree. So this happened later. So, so before the Rome trip, according to the show, Brandy went over to Kyle's house where Teddy and Kyle were packing. Oh, for I just Rome. saw that. Oh, Michael saw it. I Don't just act it. like he no, knows. No, I just, okay, I had so to, there I was a Christmas tree. Okay. Now there are some freaks that put up a Christmas tree after Halloween. Maybe she put up the Christmas tree because she wanted it done when she came back from Italy. Someone else found a photo from Brandy's birthday which was a week later where they said they were going out for her birthday, right? It was a week later and she was wearing the same high pony. Now, a lot of people wear high ponies. It was a specific high pony, though. That wasn't a high... That was a high pony with a fake tail. What I think happened was they did the podcast. She already released the text messages that Denise wrote to her and was like, great, I'm excited to see you tomorrow. Do you want a hotel room? Next to Patrick Muldoon, that, that room is empty. Or you can share the cottage with me and save some money. Totally nice thing. Brandy writes back, no, my producer's paying for my hotel and my car, but sure, I'll just stay with you on the couch. And Denise writes, I'll see if they have a rollaway. Okay? She posts that as if that's proving something. Yeah, Brandy, you said that. 
Yeah, that sounds like a normal girlfriend to a normal girlfriend. Now, we've all like shared a bed with our friend and I didn't go and finger bang him. You know, if something happened between the two of them, they are the only two people that know. There isn't some Bill Clinton evidence where she's going to whip out a blue dress and it's going to be Denise's come on it with her DNA. Why would Brandy make that up, though, is my question. I'm not saying she did make it up. I'm just saying there's no way that she can fully prove it. There's no way she can fully prove it. So if Denise chose at the moment that we're going to see this Wednesday where they address it, we know that you slept with Brandy. She at that moment goes, no, I didn't. And that's the story she is stuck with for the last nine months. And I don't know what happened, but I don't think that was a bad choice on Denise's part because there's no way to prove that they that they didn't get that they didn't get together and that it wasn't innocent. There's no video. There's no text where she says, thanks for your fingers last night. I really had a great time. Wait, so you're saying it's a mistake by Denise, not by the other one. Am I what? You're saying it's a mistake by Denise and not by No, him. I'm saying Or it's a mistake for everybody. I'm saying if there if Denise knows there's no proof, like there's no text that says, Oh my God, I loved eating you out last night. Or any don't tell Aaron. If there's nothing like that, there's obviously she didn't knock her up. It's two women. There's no come on a sheet. She can stick with her story till she dies because there's no way to prove it. It's just do you think Brandy's telling the truth or not? Probably Brandy is telling the truth. And who cares? Yeah, who cares? Who cares if she did? But well, her husband cares. Aaron cares. Right. And and I think at that time she was like, she chose, no, I don't I don't want to reveal this about myself. And I'm going to stick with this. Honestly, and I don't blame her. And can, I'm pretty, can she and not yeah, have I'm a pre- shred of secrecy, too? And the thing is, everyone's pissed in these reality shows because they're always like, well, we have to share our life story. You know, you saw like Lisa Rinna go, you think I wanted to reveal about you know, my daughter's anorexia. No, but that's part of the package. We have to reveal everything about our lives. And it's like, well, first of all, every husband but Aaron stopped filming. Nobody comes to anything. Why? Because they don't want to jeopardize themselves. They don't want to have everyone yell at them. Meaning so all the husbands stopped. All the husbands yeah, yeah. are barely on it. We see PK a tiny bit. Well, he got slammed Harry for a Hamlin while. makes one pie a year, okay? The other, Tom Girardi, we see once with the coffee cup. That's it. So all these girls now are in a position where they've protected their families and their husbands and they're not on anymore. Yet they're all attacking Denise and Aaron when Aaron is showing up because they're in love and she's working all the time and she wants him there. And so she invites him and all they do is give him shit. And so then I think she was like, oh, my That's God. That's an interesting perspective. And then and then the thing is, it's like she I don't think that she did not share about her life. This was something she did while they weren't filming with a non-cast member. I don't think every single thing has to be revealed. Exactly. I, I, I don't think. And it, oh, also, just because you put party, yourself out there doesn't mean every single facet of your yeah. life needs to be revealed. Like you don't need to be like showing a picture of your butthole. Like people need like a little bit, a shred of privacy. Yeah. Everyone. And then also when Brandy is sitting there crying and Kim takes her hand. And she's, you know, <laughs> revealing that she was molested at 47 years old by Denise Richards. Um, I was like, wait a minute. Supposedly, the party was just the night before, right? Or two days before or something. Denise wasn't ignoring her. She was like, hey. They, you know, they were talking. Brandy slapped her ass. Wait, they're it, saying that scene was from after the night of the party? They were like, it was like a night or two after. I don't believe that just because the condition she was in. There's no way you show up looking that oh, hold good on. after yes. being that and shit then, and, But she was like, and then she blew me off. I haven't talked to her forever. And then, you know, I didn't get to talk to her. And it's like, well, if there was some weirdness, I don't think that Denise would be like, Hey, on camera chatting. She didn't. Uh, Brandy slaps Denise's butt. She laughs. You know, ha-ha. maybe Brandy fell in love with Denise. Oh, come on, no. Listen, no? I don't know much about. I this don't know. Stuff. No, she fell in love with wanting to be on the show again. Okay, which okay. I can't blame her. So because it is a nice paycheck. I still and- don't get one thing. I don't understand this. Why? Why did they have to film that scene and put that in? Like, why couldn't they have just gone to Rome? The only reason they knew about it, this is my theory, but I think it's right, is obviously Kim knows because Kim and Brandy are best friends. Kim told Kyle. Kyle shared it with Teddy. And then Teddy shares it with the other girls on camera, including Denise, calls her out at the Rome dinner. And then between them and the producers or someone they were like had to get why not we why don't we get it from the horse's mouth brandy why don't we 
show how this happened. And then it's not like it came from this other source that wasn't a cast member. I would rather cut my own throat or wrist with a dull knife than do than participate in something like that. I, I feel so bad for that Aaron dude when he's just getting I feel obliterated. so bad for Aaron. I mean, he's like the best stepdad ever. Yeah, he seems like a good guy. Denise is so sweet. Like she did my. She show. did your podcast. She's so nice. She's so professional. Well, and she's been. She put works her the... fucking ass off. She's doing like two, you know, soaps, which is so much work. She doesn't get the money from Charlie Sheen. Yeah, and let's be honest, he wasn't the best. I mean, he put her through some shit. That guy, Charlie. Right, and so then it's like, okay, I'm going to do this show. Oh, and the other thing is, I think she gets paid the most. In fact, I know she gets paid the most. Huh. Oh. Oh, so and I think she gets paid the most. Uh. because she um, remember when Eileen was on and they said, why does Eileen Davidson get paid the most? Well, in, in acting, you have a quote. Oh yeah. So yeah. whatever your quote is, they kind of have to match. So if I once was quoted to be on a talk show panel and I was going to make 10,000 an episode, then the next time they negotiate for me to be on a talk show, they go, well, we have the standard, which is, it's got to be at least 10,000 a week, you know? So I think Denise had a very high quote for being a series regular on something. And therefore, first year in, she's getting paid a lot. While the other people, like a Sutton, is not getting much at all. And even the ones that have been on a long time, they're, they're making a lot, like Kyle and Lisa. But I think her initial money was probably very high. And I think that pissed them off. And then I also think that she was so beloved the first season. St. Denise, that they were kind of like, hmm. You and I were to go on Housewives together, I feel like we'd be really good because we've studied it. If you're playing a game, but I wouldn't want to play a game with my life. No. I really wouldn't. I don't want to be on reality television. God, do you imagine Uh -uh, like someone just trying to take down Peter? No. Making fun of Peter, like, or saying my kids are like, you know, disrespectful or not cute enough. Like, I don't need that. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people, well, one, they go for different reasons, but I think some people justify, okay, well, if I do this, it'll give me the platform to do X, Y, and Z. Yes. Right. And, and they tell themselves true. that. But then they, they tell get, themselves that. There's, but it's rare. Like if you look at all of reality television stars, like there's a handful, a small handful that have actually taken it and then turned it into something else. Like the majority just get obliterated in those settings. When I have talked to Carol, I said, you're the only person that did the franchise and was like, kind of came unscathed because you had nobody. You didn't have a husband and you didn't have a child. And that's the way it should be. Because otherwise you're putting your marriage in jeopardy. You're putting your kids in jeopardy. But if it's just yourself as a single girl, it's kind of great. Then great. Go on trips. That's what Bethany did. Sell your lotion. Right. That's what she did. But then she married Jason. And then, you know, then that nightmare happens. It does put your, I think some people want to put their relationship in jeopardy. Yes. No, because I can yes. see how the conversation would go. Lauren would come to me and she said, hey, I want to do this. And no, I don't want to do no, it. No, but I'm, I'm playing it out. I wouldn't so want to do it. Not just, she'd come to me and be like, hey, we should do this and we do this. Like maybe people want people listen to the podcast and we'll do this. People do that. And like, it'll be this great plot. I wouldn't do that. And though. I'd be like, okay, it'll be a dope. And I'd be like, all right, like, yeah, maybe that could be good. Be good. And then all of a sudden you get on these things and the public's attacking you. They're attacking your marriage. The women are attacking me. It's a blitter. And then there's this constant stress. You we go wouldn't home go I don't want someone else controlling my narrative. I think Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler uh, put themselves out there on on their show and she got to be a producer. That sounds more interesting to me. Well, I still got divorced. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, but like I said earlier, I was, did I say that on our show or, or on your show when I was saying like if, if, the, if it was going to put the marriage in jeopardy, like there's not a price. To, like I don't want right, to do it. Like It's not, not worth it because then you end up you're like, oh, great. Like. Yeah, I, I can't end up with well, another guy that I'm future, getting married to I with think a fake the cough. Future of these shows are a little bit in jeopardy because um, people have been taken down. People, people have gone to jail. People have gotten divorced. People have killed themselves. Like it's, it's like wow, you know, it's, it's a lot. And then the, you know, even in the beginning of this of these franchises, the what social media wasn't where it's at. You know, to to be able to, you know, and sometimes a guy comes on, he's fifty, he's successful. He's a great guy. He's happy. You love him. You bring him on the show. And then everyone's talking about his lack of a jawline. And he has to see that. And you were rude to your wife when she asked for the coffee. And he has to hear that. And now he's starting to fight with you. It hurts his ego. Yeah. And then now you're fighting because of these fucking like bitches. I would be really writing really mean stuff about the people's looks as they're sitting 
you know, in their bed, you know, whatever in the middle of America. Like, but I like seeing the girls go on the trips. I like I'm like, I've accepted the husbands aren't going to be part of it. I'm I think the best cast and we talked about this on your podcast. The first one I was on it by far. I mean, we can agree is New York. Oh, yeah. So fun all the time. They they just know how to bring it. Yeah. And they they are they know how to forgive quickly. So it keeps the momentum of the show. Yeah. Well, there's so many dynamics and histories between like all the families and who they were married to and what the guy did and didn't do what they did and didn't do and it's like all this crazy and then when people are like oh my god um they were so rude about leah's tattoos you know um like ramona and sonia and and i go okay so now do you want them to be inauthentic of course a woman you know in her mid 50s and up living on the upper west side is not going to be a fan of fucking tattoos (laughs) what's your deal what's your um gauge on leah i think she's fucking cool I think she's fucking cool too. But like if if Ramona was suddenly like, oh, I really like that tattoo, Leah. And I just wanted to know, like, what does that Chinese writing mean? Because I really find it like authentic that you tattooed that to your vagina. You'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with Ramona? Like, that's not Ramona. So it's like, I love that they're still themselves. They're not trying to be politically correct. What does Luann say about the tattoo? To each his own, my love. Say <laughs> la vie. <laughs> I, I don't have a tattoo. My children don't have tattoos, but you know what? If they did, I'm fine with it. <laughs> and what about Sonia? That's I just need to know, and then I'll be done with it. <laughs> I fucked a guy with the tattoo. <laughs> she is an example of someone who has put herself out there 110%. What I like about Sonia is like she's not mean-spirited. Like a lot of these women, I feel like there's been times that they're not happy for other people's success. They try to tear them down. They say something really starkly behind their back. Sonia's just like, whatever, you know, like she's just not mean spirited. So I think that's like, even though she's a mess and she's drunk and she's taken off her dress, I think you can't not like her because she's never been mean to the other women. The other women have been mean to her sometimes, but she's never been mean. What's your quarantine life like? Like, is are we still doing a Rombauer with your salad from Stanley's? What's your situation? In I drink quarantine? a lot. I've definitely gained some weight. You look so good. Uh, no, but I know. I Thank you. I appreciate it. But I know I've gained weight. What's your day to day? I work. I mean, I work. I have an office I go to. So I work at least four days, if not five days a week. Um, but I'm not traveling. So it's like I lost a half of my income and a half of my and half of my jobs. So from touring from touring. But that's actually been really nice um, because have you done any of the virtual tour, tour stuff yet? No, there's a lot of people. I did one. I did one really kind of cool thing um, on this like bachelor app where it was like a bachelor, like a, I mean, like a bachelorette kind of a party and like giving advice. And that was fun. But no, I'm not. I'm not excited to do that right at this point. I mean, let's see where we are in a few more months. But at this and what's point, it like being at home with your kids and your husband like more than normal? I like doing stand up. I don't miss packing a bag. I don't miss going to LAX. I don't miss stressing about the ticket sales. I don't miss putting the whole show together. So I mean, to be totally frank, like I just, I'm lucky because I'm still getting such a creative outlet with the show and with the, you know, and I do a Patreon every week plus. And so I, I get the love that I, it's just not live love. And so, and I'm not one of those like standups that are like addicted to it, that are like freaking out. Who do they want you to um, impersonate the most? They just say any impression, whatever. And then sometimes it's like, sometimes I'll just do, give like an inspirational message. Like, you know, my wife is going through a hard time, whatever, anything picked me up. And I try to like, you know, it's always funny, but sometimes it's just sweet. And tell us about the Barbies. I feel like Brokeback Mountain, like I so want to quit you because it's exhausting and I don't feel like it's appreciated <laughs> it's, the way it should be. It's like breastfeeding. And then something will come like this past week with Brandy's confessional about you know, what happened with her and Denise. And I actually shot it in a little different way. I acted like I was going to a therapist and the therapist had dolls to play with like they do when a child has possibly been child molested. And then I acted it out. And that was kind of made it fun and people really liked it. So I really love it. And then I have a woman named Betsy who's like, we'll make the costumes and stuff like for the reunions. How is quarantine going to affect the reality shows? What's going to happen? They are filming like Dallas. They're filming OC. They're filming New Jersey. So I guess some of them, they they are. I know they're filming The Bachelor. They put them all in a resort, the one with uh, Claire Crawley. Okay. So everybody's on a resort. Everybody gets um, 
you know, checked and quarantined. So I assume like the audio guy doesn't go home to his wife and kids and they film it there and they knock it out all together. And I think like if I was the producer of like a hit show like This Is Us or something, that's what I would be trying to do. Like, where can we find a couple houses? Can we get all the scripts together? And can we like just all be quarantined together? I think if they can do some things like that. You seem like your mentality is figure it out, make it happen. If you can leave our audience with any piece of advice, maybe someone just starting out or someone trying to break into the similar business that you're in, what would it be? You know, whatever you like to do and you're creative and, you know, just put it out there. So, you know, if it's if it's something funny or comedy or whatever, write it down, make a video or like even if you think something's funny, just post it on Facebook, see the response you get. You you know, if you get a hundred friends that are like, that was funny, then just like kind of mark it and start to build it and like, you know, do your thing. Advice I got, which is a very hard thing for people of this generation to accept, which is when I started doing stand-up, they said, nobody should see you perform, like no industry, no agents for at least two years. And, you know, because you're green and you're not good. And they'll re- if you suck, they're going to remember that seven years from now when you're good. And that's a very hard thing for people to accept. The minute they do stand up, when live shows come back, they, they film themselves, they post it, they, you know, it's like, just take it down a notch, take some classes, work on it. Maybe do some stand up around town and not post it. Like get, get it to where it's like kind of good. And I feel the same way with like, you know, like podcast. I know it's really easy. Anyone can have a podcast, but like. I also think podcasting is practice too. It's something like maybe if you're going to launch a podcast, maybe try practicing. Maybe, maybe do 10 and then edit it down and pick the best four. Right. I mean, when we started this, we thought like, oh, it's so easy. You just get on a mic and like talk. And then you realize, as you know, doing it over time, it's not necessarily as easy as just getting on and having a conversation. You have to like do it in a way that keeps people engaged in a convert. Like people say, oh, it's just like listening to people at dinner. I'm like, no, because if you've ever been in dinner conversation, sometimes there's a very big lull and it's boring. Like you have to figure out a way to continue the conversation. We can like take over someone's mind and say, okay, like we're just going to let this person go. Joe Rogan said he didn't get comfortable in podcasting until episode 500. He does not feel like he he gained his stride in his craft that he's clearly so successful in until episode 500. Like everybody's different. Everybody's That's the same person that said like the only way you could be good at stand-ups is if you got up every night and did three shows. And I never believed in that philosophy and I'm successful. Like that used to be the philosophy of stand-up. You have to get up every night for years. And that's fine for some people. But for other people, I like, I'd be like in LA and I'd be like, oh my God, it took me an hour to get cute, an hour to drive down here. I'm waiting in this line to get up, you know? And I'm like, oh my God, in five hours, I could have like actually like written something or a script or like, so I feel like time and everything. I just feel like there's a different thing for everybody. Being consistent, I think, is really important, whether it's YouTubing, all of that. You have a rare talent, though, with the impressions. Like, you do very good impressions. I don't think people, like, you know, you can maybe practice and learn stand-up comedy, but yeah. I don't know if you can, I think that's like a, t- a talent. I don't know if you can just learn that. I think you have to be able to, maybe I'm wrong. Some people can learn it. For me, it, it comes naturally. I still could, I still, if I had to do someone, like, I could study that and do it, but usually it's just like comes to me as I'm like watching them or whatever. And I appreciate other really good impressionists, but I had a comedy manager recently, maybe two years ago, I interviewed him and he was like, I watched your stand-up special. My first one, he's like, stop doing the impressions. And I go, well, I'm an, I'm an impressionist. He goes, no, you're not. You're a mimic. How does that mean? Oh. And he's like, you know, you got to get to, you know, there's levels of people like Dave Chappelle. Come on. I'm like, you cannot fucking compare me to Dave Chappelle that makes seven million dollars in Netflix special who had a five hundred million dollar or something comedy central. Like there's certain people that like I'm like, you can't compare other comedians. Now he had a right to say that that was his opinion. Comedy is subjective. Yeah, but that's he's not your audience. But someone I, I, like that will get into people's heads and they'll go, oh, OK, I'll just do the mom jokes. I'll just do the marriage jokes. Oh, my thing is making fun of my my body. That's all I'm going to do. And it's like, no, I mean, that you should be talking about the things that keep you interested. And if something works for a while and then 
you're kind of over it, then fucking retire it and do something else. The reason that you're so good at impressions is because you get the person's little quirks and mannerisms. That's why I think it's like so good. Yeah, and it's fun. And I I think people like it. People love it. And the people I'm doing the impression of usually like it. Yeah. Have, Have you heard of Andrew Schultz? Yes, who is that again? He's a comedian, but like his story's similar to yours in the sense that like he basically was told no by all these like different suits and agents and this, and then he took it in his own hands and decided to like start self-producing and he's creating like some of the smartest comedy videos I've seen right now and it's, you got to check him out after. Okay, I will. But and he's just like commenting on everything that's going on and he's just fucking blowing up and he just did this message the other day, he's like The Rock's following him and Charlie and the God and like all these different yeah. people and he's like, thank God I didn't listen to all the like agents and suits and non-creative people that were trying to get in my head and tell me what to do or not to do and he's like, he's crushing it now but it reminds me because he went back to just like self-producing his own thing and like took all the power back from all the people that were talking about. Yeah. Tell us about your show. My special is um, on Amazon Prime so you can rent it or you can buy it or you can go to patreon.com slash juicy scoop and join my Patreon in which then it'll live there Um, or just go to heathermcdonald.net which has everything to, you know, follow Juicy Scoop, the podcast, watch the special, whatever. What can we expect from the special? It's really great. It's just more stories about my life. It's edgy. It's, you know, it's not totally dirty, but it's definitely not PG. Um, It's about, you know, I talk about my marriage, the kids, my own experience, me observing other mothers, divorce, marriage, dating, just things that have happened, all things that all true stories that have happened to me in the last couple of years. And um, yeah, I mean, husbands will love it. You, I, you know, you don't need to drag your husband to watch it. I'm telling you, like the last couple of shows I did before quarantine, it was like half straight men. They do like it. It's hysterical. I always have a laugh with you. What's the exact date it comes out? You said August seventh. August seventh. We will be definitely watching it in bed after we watch. What's it called again? Um, the the San Diego murder. Oh, yeah. it's the it's called Dirty John, the Betty Broderick story. Yeah, we're gonna watch that, and we're gonna watch your special in one night. Well, the Betty Broderick's like six hours, it's like six episodes. Oh, so you okay. might have to milk it that out. A okay, little. we'll milk it out. Lauren does this thing when we watch her show, and she's like, "Can't wait!" And the show's on for fifteen minutes. She falls asleep. Of so it course. takes us like hours and hours to get through. Where can everyone find you? Instagram at Heather McDonald and TikTok and Twitter is all at Heather McDonald and Facebook is Heather McDonald Comedy. And you guys join our Facebook group. It's really funny. Juicy it's Scoop Obsessed. Juicy Scoop Obsessed. It's a private private group. You have to listen to my podcast to answer the question because I don't want haters in my group. I, don't I want people you. that actually like the podcast to know who I am. And um, it's all, all everything's at heathermcdonald.net. Okay. And follow her on Instagram. She's funny. And check out her Barbies. Heather, thank you for coming on. Thank you, you for back coming anytime. on again. Thank you. If you like that episode, definitely check out the first time she came on the show. It's episode 133. Fun little giveaway for you. We are giving away three of my favorite beauty products to one lucky winner. All you have to do is leave your favorite part of this episode with Heather McDonald on my latest Instagram at The Skinny Confidential. I love reading your comments. I love going through them. um, And I'm always paying attention to what you guys are loving. Definitely also check out Heather's podcast, Juicy Scoop. We were on it. We did a swap. It's up and it's live right now. And stay tuned for Friday because we have a very interesting episode. This episode was brought to you by Thrive Market, our favorite one-stop shop for all things grocery, household supplies, pet food, beauty, supplements. They've got it all and even wine now. Wine. Thrive Wine. Guys, to try Thrive, go to thrivemarket.com slash skinny to find a membership that fits your lifestyle. Again, that's thrivemarket.com slash skinny to find a membership that fits your lifestyle. Everything is 25 to 50% below retail, straight to your door. thrivemarket.com slash skinny. 